There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old pal Nate from This Week in League here. Just wanted to quickly shout out our Patreon. We do exclusive member sites every week, and this coming Easter Monday, it's going to include us watching and discussing the second half of the Tigers game live. What's the sound of a little digger's heart breaking into a million little pieces? Find out Monday, only for patrons. Join at patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. This week in League, the Cronulla Sharks subject the West Tigers to the most dangerous moots in Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congratulations to everybody that had round six in the Adam Reynolds injury bingo. Gold Coast security guard offered a contract from the Dragons after displaying how he treats women. Plus... We look ahead to all the action for round six in 2022 NRLC. Latin more this week in League. Welcome to episode 454 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? I completely uh, misinterpreted which line I was supposed to be reading, but adjusted on the fly like a true professional. Yeah, I mean, you always kind of gargle a little bit, don't you? Well, I've had, I've had my moments. <laughs> I'm honest. It's an interesting choice of, interesting choice of words, Nathan. I love how our pre-show conversations just sort of bleed into the fucking... <laughs> Again, interesting choice of words, Jack. Uh, you say interesting, and, uh, and I say uh, your interesting is my carefully selected. Uh. <laughs> oh no! Uh. What a great fucking week! Coming off a win, Cleary's locked in long term. How good is winning though? Fucking how? How does bug the league? Oh, it's fucking Just fantastic. Not that, not that. Sorry, are you guys, is this a press conference? Are you guys asking me questions? Because I'm not sure you're going to enjoy the answers. <laughs> Rugby league <laughs> is a kind of a sport, and I don't know how good winning is. Because <laughs> it has, what, what's the longest you've gone? What's the longest losing streak you've put up with as a Tigers fan? I mean, like tigers, tigers, like not not wests, because like west, you would have had to deal with some shit. But, oh, but that was like decades ago now. So, yeah, yeah. well, this is because going back to the last several games of last year, this is now what eight games in a row we've lost. Yeah. So this is the longest streak of the tigers. Nine. Yeah, we need nine. Yeah, that's nine. Got to stop at nine for sure, just for the show's sake. So you're gonna to have to you're gonna have to win like you know really sharpish. Yeah, it's probably not going to be nine. <laughs> I could. Do you remember? Was it last year when we played? Yeah, last year the Easter game last year when we played Para and they scored after about fourteen seconds. 
Good. Uh, it may happen was, quicker this week. <laughs> was the last happy moment you had as a Tigers fan when they beat Penrith Reggies during Origin? No, that wasn't a ha- that wasn't a happy moment. Well, you won. Yeah, but really, it was an illegitimate joy. Um, exactly. Look, I um. It's been that long. I can't remember how sad is that. <laughs> there wasn't any joy after Origin, though, was there? I don't think so. No, not at. No, I mean, we, I think we won a couple of games, but not many. Because we oh, lost the last three. Yeah, no, it was, it yeah. was pretty ordinary. Very ordinary. Anyway, fucking. I'm sure we'll get to talk about what's in store for the Tigers very shortly. Yes, is there any news articles in particular that you guys wanted to talk about this week? Oh, the Clearies. Go for it. I've been I've been oh, away from the, the news all day. Why am I going day, for so, it? It's not so, my fucking so team, I think. Enlight- please enlighten me. What happened today with the Clearies? Well, just like West Tigers do with their players, you'll just do a worse job of this than the person related to Penrith. So please go for it. <laughs> No, please. The, the floor is yours. Please, please continue. Tyra. I was actually going. Oh, <laughs> I'll cop a lot of your shit, mate. <laughs> it comes a time when you cross the line. <laughs> um, no, I was going to be quite complimentary. I think, um, you know, obviously, fucking very smart mood move from the club, but um, to sign them what to twenty twenty seven? Yeah, yeah, That's both it. of them. Um, Pretty, pretty impressive move to get it locked down. There's no speculation, no conjecture. Just it's done, and and on on you go. It's, yeah. Don't get bogged down with you know playing ducks and drakes through the media or with agents or whatever. Just, just get get it done and get on with the job. It's quite professional. I feel not that I can yep. relate, but thank you, Pasco, the chance to bring him back over to the time. Well, mate, him, he would have. He would have, but he's in the Northern Territory. Yeah, that's a whole other story, isn't it? Isn't it? He gave the ScoMo excuse as well, like you know, because of you know, because of uh, I have to take like, a holiday sometime because uh, of because of things like COVID and stuff. Yeah. Now, if he comes back and resigns and goes to so. another job, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Which other club though sent him to Souths on a scouting mission? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, it, it is a good move. It, it's not without risk. Um, you know, obviously, I'm. We, we were chatting about this the other day. Has there ever been a long-term deal that's gone well? Look, you know, I, JT, what's JT, it, what's, what, was the, what was the time? What was the timing on this clearing? Twenty twenty-seven. They're both yeah, so it's another five years. It's another five, including well, including this year. So yeah, but it is another five years. Uh-huh. I, I do feel this is it probably this particular situation with Penrith. You know, the father and son combination is. Is unique and probably needs to yes. be assessed as such. That's it. Um, and and th- and that's what does make it different, I guess. There's not the chance of like you look at DCE. The reason DCE's um, deal is a is a poor one in retrospect, like as, with him as the most expensive player in the history of the sport. Outstanding um, deal, club champion, fucking all time legend of the game. Win another couple of comps before he finally decides to hang it up and. We'll is win this, no more comps. But episode four fifty five. This, this fucking this announcement, this announcement, <laughs> fucking certifies that DCE never wins another comp. That is, is that's, a, that's a big call, mate. 
it's Penrith till 2027 now. Considering, oh, he's, considering, considering he's, he's, considering he's actually he's directly contributed to the fucking fact that uh, that Ivan doesn't have a fucking winning record in grand finals. So um, yeah, if he has to if he has to fucking beat him again in the grand final, I mean, so be it. I mean, he's done it 100 percent of the time. So yeah, yep. can't see that streak breaking. Yep, that I I I can't can't see it either. But it won't happen because you won't make one. Won't even yeah. not win one. Won't even make one. Incredible. I mean, honestly, it's like you. It's like you were written by some kind of fucking. It's a de- panther fest. It was like you were written by some kind of AI because I mean, my fucking god, how predictable! <laughs> I think it's on vinyl. That's fucking <laughs> that, that, that fucking song you're singing. Well, hang on. Is, it's it predict- that- <laughs> is it predictable that you breathe out after you breathe in? No, it just fucking happens. It's <laughs> destiny. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to say that shit. Your destiny is that you're going to so say what, that what do shit. They, what do they call it when you have five babies? What? Sex Poor life decisions. No, it's not sex tuplets, you fucking spastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Quinn. Oh, Quinn. <laughs> oh, we'll win six and it'll just be sex bands. Ergo, 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 fucking... Um. <laughs> but... Um, like the reason DCS deal was a, a shonky one was because there was uncertainty over the coaches. Well, there were no coaches. It, was, some, it wasn't that there was un- it. it wasn't that there was uncertainty over the coaches, but there was. It wasn't like this thing that the two two things are bound together at the hip through blood, exactly. and they're going to yeah, and they're not going to you know because I can't see this. This is the thing. It's almost like a um like a mutually assured destruction pact with the Panthers as well, because not only does it mean that they're probably keeping this coach and coach and, and uh, star player nucleus together for the next five years. It also means that from the Cleary's perspective, that the club's not going to do fucking anything that could sour or poison or antagonize either of them. Yeah. Because they're, because they're, because they're now an official package deal and they wouldn't want to do anything to fucking, well, they wouldn't want to make do that, that dissatisfied. Anyway. You know, you know they, they wouldn't want to do that anyway. But the, the, you know, look, there's a, again a couple of ways that this goes wrong. Um, there's been no inkling of it in the past, but if it turns Ooh. out that, um, you know, there, there's talk in the playing group that Nathan gets favourable treatment, or you know, uh, something because it's his dad, or there's that sort of feeling. That that's oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't think that's a big one. I don't, I don't think that's a big one. I'm just trying to think of, of potential. No, no, I think it's major. I think major off-field indiscretion or something, or career-ending injury. I don't think there's any on that's like, anything. There's nothing on yeah. Ivan's side. I think because coaches are just you know. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, but, but it's 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 a it's a, it's a career-ending injury to Nathan, yep. or it's like a or it, for either of them, I suppose. But more okay, likely, serious question: one who's actually been. You know, Serious doing question. the TikTok dances and stuff, but what, well, what happens? Speaking of that, what happens when Tyrone comes back from Super League, or is he done? Is he never playing in the NRL again, or does I he think, do? Does he do two years he exile? I think well, he has. Well, a, I think fucking, he has a pathway. He's I think, yeah, I think he has a pathway back. Yeah. But I don't. But unless, but unless he's on camera, you know. Yeah, unless he's he's filmed, you know, doing something doing something illegal or immoral, and capturing, you know, Nathan dropping n bombs and and uh, Marcelo Montoya f bombs on, yeah. on on video, like it would take a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, no, but I, great, I don't think I don't move. think he can, I don't think he can, but I don't think that um like Tyrone I don't think it's he it's not that he can't come back though right. He can't. It's that I wouldn't want him back. No, no. But I mean, to the NRL, like it's not like he's. He, I mean, he'll he'll do his time over there, and if he wants to come back, and if he, and if someone wants him to come back, then 
He'll, he'll come back and get registered, no problem though, right? Yeah, well, they refused to register. Uh, no, Penrith tore up his contract, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, they, they just sacked him over all that stuff, and then he so he went and took a, which is probably a good option, like an out-of-sight, out-of-the-mind deal over there. Yeah. Just yeah, to get himself out of the out of the out of the discourse. Yeah, spot on. Um, yeah, this is not a story so much, but I just like we we rail against journalists and shit all the time, right? Yep. And like the shit journalism, I just want to highlight uh, a good an example of good journalism that happened over the past round. I don't know if you saw this, but the Bulldogs game at the post match press conference, and I'm going to the, the guy's name is Mike Mehal Wood. Asked the question, a very specific question to Trent Barrett and said, like, Trent, I'm just looking it up here. Kyle touched the ball 21 times in that match. And in the previous games with other halfbacks, Wakeham averaged 29 and averaged like 33. And so the first time he got into good ball, I think it was off a of 40-20, Kyle stationed himself on the right. And then three times the ball started to go out that way, then came back inside with a forward. It's something I've noticed happens quite a lot. Do you think potentially you struggle to get your halfbacks involved in good ball? Which is a fucking... A question with evidence to back it up. Very specific examples given yeah. of the game that just happened. And Trent Barrett just goes, Josh Jackson started laughing. And Trent Barrett just goes, no, and just brushed it. Like completely brushed it. And I saw, started seeing, I saw, I saw it, it came across me on Twitter on the, the Monday morning or whatever with someone going, this is the worst question that's ever been asked at a press conference and it was dealt with appropriately. I'm like, hang on a fucking minute. The questions asked at press conferences are shit like, you know, are you happy with the way the boys dug in, dug deep this week? Yeah. Like, like, this is a fucking specific question using statistics of the fucking four or five games that preceded it, making a very clear point saying, Trent, your halfbacks are touching the ball at a fucking far lower rate than any... Like, for example, like, Dale, you'll touch the ball, you know, 60 plus times a game. Mm-hmm. And so when your halfbacks are touching the ball mid-20s, mm. I mean, it's a fucking pertinent question when the team is the worst attacking team in the competition at the moment and can't score points. Here's the thing, okay? If I have to, if I have to pick a criticism, let's say then, let's say then that a press conference was the mm-hmm. wrong forum for that. As in, what would have been much better would have been for this guy, whoever he is, does he... Is he a staffer somewhere, or he uh, is an editor at uh, editor at the Roar, I think. Cool. Um, so for him to actually sit down and write an article and say, and he has this... done that since too, to cool. elaborate even more on the point that he made. There you go. So then maybe that question didn't even need an answer, and maybe the, maybe the question was an advertisement and a smart one. The only thing I would say article. is that the, the, the question the question was was kind of was kind of long, but it did, if, but if it, if you can't if. If the forum of asking coaches and the player, the the captain that they bring up, asking them questions about the match that just happened, if that's not the forum to ask questions about that sort of shit, then I mean, no. But so then, so then it would have been. Um, so we're going to reach out to him for comment, and they mm. would reach out to him through the club and say, "Hey, we're releasing an article that says this. Do you have any comments?" Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But yeah. I mean, that's. My point is, press conferences are just the dumbest fucking questions. Like, oh, you know, gee, you know, such and such went good tonight. You know, you must be happy with that. Yeah, such and such returned from injury. Oh, gee, how did he fuck. go? Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's just they're just another another arm of the another branch of the tree of fuck journalism. That's yeah, you know, oh, that dealing with no, at the moment. It's, it's so and good it to re- say something different. And it was refreshing for someone to actually ask a question, yeah, football related, and it was just an absolute confirmation. 
of the 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 fucking brainlet that fucking Trent is well, well, even, that he even just brushed a, it without even considering providing even a an answer. Strategy conversation. Yeah. Yeah, like because this like, is the thing here that he he, he he I mean like it's great he didn't want to answer the question that's fine however I it it, it just felt like that he didn't even understand how to how to answer it which is should be concerning to people who support the bulldogs. My my issue is then that all that does is turn into another media circle jerk where all the attention will now be that Trent didn't want to answer the question. Yeah, instead I think of actually that, looking at the question itself, from what I've seen, most people, most people are like I, oh, people say, people always say, how come they don't talk about footy in the press conferences? Here was an opportunity to talk yeah. about footy and didn't, you there know, you yeah. like so. That's it. So yeah, I just, I just figure that we go in, so we go in hard on on these fucking journalists. Nah, fucking well done, whoever. That lot, dude is. So like, I wanted to, I wanted to light a candle for perhaps one of the first times Fuck. in the history of this show. I love it. That fucking twenty twenty two vibes. I wanted. To, I just. I just want. I just want to take take uh, take Mike Neal Wood uh, down to the Dairy Queen, and uh, tell him Izzy. Tell him Izzy sent you. Like that's okay, <laughs> <Fuck> it. Yes. <laughs> Legend. Fuck yes. I wonder if anyone's actually figured out what the fuck we're on about. <laughs> yeah. Don't, the only way. To, the only way that someone that can convince me that they know what we're talking about is by by literally embedding the link. You got to prove it. <laughs> That's how you prove it. Oh, oh lord! It t- it is like it is the most wholesome, heartwarming piece of internet content. I legit had fucking happy tears. I wish I was that fucking. And I reacted happy. like the way that you would expect Jay to react. Exactly. <laughs> and Jay reacted like Glennie would. Um, shall we move on quickly to the West Tigers side of the news? No. Um, what what, what do we do? is is that something you're talking about now, or is it something we'll talk about when we're just discussing the game ahead in the team list? Oh, look, you know, um, our, our you, old mate Pasco. Yeah, so he's on holiday up in Northern Territory at the moment. Glenny, how do you feel about that? It's it's, you know, they've trotted out the same line that you know he had to postpone it a couple of times due to COVID, but then yeah, guess what? I've had to postpone a couple of fucking trips too. But I'm not leaving during podcast season. No. <laughs> no. Uh, two things. As Nate just mentioned, you, you, your job is to be at the helm of a rugby league club which operates at a particular time during the year, at which point you would be fair to say you're probably not going on annual leave during that time. Yep. There are several other months during the year. You can take as much annual leave as you fucking want, I suspect. Yes. Right? Um, that in itself is inexcusable, regardless yep. of what was postponed or not postponed. Fuck, if you have to burn whatever you've put towards that holiday to be there doing your fucking job, yeah. then so be it. On top of that, uh, this is a club that, you know, some would say has been declining for more than a decade. And it has stumbled from crisis to crisis and fucking shit show to shit show for more than 10 years. And the current situation that the Tigers are in is amongst the worst. I won't say it's the worst. It's it's probably not far off, but um, as, I, as I'm saying it, I probably struggle to think of, of much worse times than, than we've been in right now. Um, this is club the is long- in a fucking Sorry. shambles. Is, Sorry. is it the longest 
finals drought in NRL history, or just for the club? No, 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 just if it's for the club. I mean, they, like the eels are the eels are going on thirty odd years. Remember? No, no finals. finals. Oh, finals. finals. Oh, just finals appearances. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. I, I think it is the longest drought, finals yeah, drought, okay. right? Yeah, because um, they do have that reset clocked in there where Newcastle kind of got back in after mm, a long time out. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. There's, there's taking annual leave during, you know, to not be out there doing your job as as essentially whether anyone likes it or not, he's pitched himself as, you know, the man at the Tigers, the guy in charge. Fucking be in charge. If nothing else, as an, as a, an aesthetic thing um, for, the, for the club and the media, that he's, he's there and he likes to think he's in control and if he's around the place... Lazy journalist would assume that he's in control and, and he's he's doing the job right. He's not there. On top, as I started to say, on top of that, if ever, there's ever a time where they need every all hands on deck and all those guys, whether it's Maguire who hasn't shied away, he's he's tried to trot out. It's almost toxic positivity at the moment that he's trotting out in the press conferences, which is frustrating me. But it's also. Um, you know he's he's up there after every game, and that's part of his job. So the part of the CEO's job is to be around the fucking place, and and stand by the guy if if he, they've made it clear that they're intending to stand by him for for the time being. No timeline on that. Why the fuck are you interstate <laughs> when the the club is in a fucking crisis? Rome is Rome is burning, and he's fucking backstroking. He's fucking I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, is it, is it, you know, was it ever Rome? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Rome, I mean, like, you know, Dapto at best. <laughs> Eds is burning. Eds is burning. And Pasco, Pasco is at the Rudy Hill RSL that, playing like the, the pokies. Sh- the, the shittest fucking fifth sequel to that sequel to that Morgan Freeman Gerard Butler series. <laughs> <laughs> Olympus has fallen. <laughs> Parents has it's, fallen. No, it's 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 fucking gross. It's a gross. Um, the 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 thought process or the decision to to go is doesn't surprise me in the slightest. That's probably one of the saddest parts. So, but, um, but even when there are so many other ways, because look, let, and let's put a, a caveat on this, just like on, on our member-sode episodes, you know, where, where we speak about different topics, we've spoken about how important it is to get away from work and, and to have your outlets and to take care of your mental health. Let's say that he is under severe stress and let's say that his mental health is suffering. And he thought a nice break to the fucking NT could go up and, and you know, help him help him heal a bit. That's fine. But there are ways that you can adjust that. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that, that even if he's got to burn the cost of a couple of return tickets, Sydney to Darwin, mm. I'm, I'm sure he can eat that expense. Whereas, you know, many other people can't. But to... To then be able to go, you know what? Look, I actually to be honest, Penrith probably Penrith probably paid for, paid for those tickets. Yeah, correct. Um, but they they probably gave it to him in the Dane Laurie swap. <laughs> 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 um, but but he's that you know cool. Take the time that if you really need the time, if it's for your mental health, 
then it's the time that's important unless you go into a rehab facility or a hospital mm. or or a special doctor up there yeah, which that, a daddy is no he's, that, but, that would have made the media for sure yeah, but, <laughs> but take the time but stay local mm. you know? agreed but stay local and then it's a different fucking story um, oh Justin Pascoe was unavailable to, for comment yeah you know Look, I'm on some annual leave at the moment. I did have an interstate holiday booked, but I've decided to stay local. I still need some time off, as everybody does. Um, but I am local in case in case I'm needed. No story. Mm, exactly. No fucking story. Exactly. It, it's fucking poor corporate leadership. Or well, yeah, it's poor leadership in any any capacity. And again, doesn't surprise me. Um, sometimes. You know, actions will speak louder than words. And, uh, you know, for all the bleating that we stand, we stand by Madge and, you know, he's the guy we're sticking by and all the rest of it, when when Ed's is burning, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's talk about some games. Fuck yeah. There's another new stories that are going to crystallise over the next couple of weeks, I think, in regards to one Anthony Milford. Now, mm. his, his case has been dropped, so... Hasn't happened yet, but um, I heard the other day that he's pretty much the contract with Newcastle exists, and they just need to register it when the NRL decide that the case is settled and he's you know, able to be registered. He's ready to join the playing playing group. The, the new twist I heard is that um, it'll be for like one year at Newcastle, and then he's done and dusted, coming up to Redcliffe, All right for the inaugural Dolphins year. So. Um, we'll see could, if that happens. Uh, look, should should we should we spend uh, our just you know just drop a note on the the slur issue from the the Warriors Cowboys game? Sure. You know, and and just the the fact that action was taken and and that that's a positive. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, like we all it all sort of it sort of flew around social media for a little bit because people on the watching telecast caught it before anyone else. Uh, then news, the news places caught up with it and demanded action, and the NRL was fairly quick and decisive, I think, in uh, in quickly identifying the player being Marcelo Montoya, and 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 basically removing his ability. He was he was he wasn't really to front the judiciary. They they just made their decision that he was going to cop a four weeker. Yep. And uh, and look, I think that's about right, honestly. I think it was it was decisive and quick punishment. It shouldn't be happening in the the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, on the fucking football fields, and the, so the organisation governing it took fairly swift action, and hopefully it's you know provides a, a valuable lesson to to both Marcelo and other players who flippantly throw stuff around in the heat of battle on the football field. I think that's about that. That's about all that really needs to be said about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. I was, I was, I was actually impressed. I, I was impressed with the quick, the the quick and decisive action from the NRL and a yeah. penalty imposed um, yeah. instantly, and um, and and also I've been pleasantly surprised from the lack of um, opposition to it. Yeah, I mean, look if you if you drill down to like replies on Twitter posts, you're gonna see some fucking shit you know the, oh, really? the, you're going to see some shit from the turn of the century for sure but um, I saw someone uh, say look you know it's, maybe it's a good time to highlight this you know we do like women in league and you know all these, all these you know like uh, you know the Anzac round and you know and yeah. that sort of stuff why not have like a pride round or something like that 
and I made the utterly fatal mistake to fucking click on the replies to that one. Oh, no. (laughs) And and, uh, What were you thinking? It went about exactly the way that you thought it would go. So let me tell you, it's out there (laughs) in a big way. And and it's not and the people who are out there with it they're not trying to fucking they're not trying to hide it either they're quite happy to just come right out of it. Fuck. Uh, so yeah, we got a long way to go, but at least something that happened on the field was dealt with instantly. And uh, and let's hope that. What, what are they scared of though? Like, are they scared that there's you know, right, roaming packs of gay people that'll that'll be empowered and, and that, that word's a sacred sigil that keeps them down and <laughs> starves them of their power. Look, I'm going to give you an insight into the mind. The, one of the first comments I saw on the replies to that thread was, oh, when's heterosexual round then? Uh, that's what we... That's the level... That's, uh, that, that's the level we're dealing with. Uh, it's the same people that say, you know, when's International Men's Day? Whatever, you know, like, it's... It's fucking, you know, all lives matter. Like, it's just, they're all, all, all cut from exactly the same fucking cloth. <laughs> like, it's fucking hell, man. It just does my head in, but, um, yeah. Okay. Less cloth, more hessian sack, I would suggest. <laughs> fucking cuss. Okay. Anyway. So, well, I guess, so one last thing that came, there was a, like, not controversial, I mean, I don't find it controversial at all, but there was talk that the, the Gold Coast Titans were investigating the security guard that dropped the hammer on that chick who ran onto the field the other night. Yep. That's what the fucking security's job is. Yeah. Every time you see a streaker or a, someone on the field, they always get hammered. Security security don't know what if they're, if they're brandishing anything, what their intentions are is to get close to the playing group on the field That's and it. so well, on. You know, they just got to remove them from the equation quickly. Old, and just, old mate had a flare. And he and that guy got fucking right out onto the field amongst it. What was the security yeah. doing in yeah, that game? Exactly. That that's more the conversation I'd be having. Yeah. And again, let let us just to clear it up, new listeners, we have a long fucking established stance on, you know, zero tolerance on violence against women. Um. That I I wouldn't even say that was excessive force. No. So, it's yeah. Every time there's a streaker or a field invasion, that's yeah. part of that. That's part of the contract. They get it's on the field. Issue. They run until they get put. They get run until they get puffed, or the security get the yeah. fucking right angle on them and corral them, and then they get hammered. It is the circle of life if you jump that <laughs> fence. And that's it, <laughs> regardless of your gender. No, it could because you because once you once you jump that fence, the. The, the 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 viewpoint that the security should You're take, given that they've got they've got millions of dollars worth of playing talent on the field, yeah, yeah, their job is to stop them getting injured, attacked, assaulted, whatever. Yeah. And so so you're not you you're, you're this genderless thing called a fucking threat. Mm. That's it. And you dealt with Would the, way the same that- people have as much to say if, as Jay mentioned, if she was brandishing a knife and, and you know, did stab one of the players. And if he didn't tackle her, would they be saying, where the fuck where was, was the security? security? Why didn't they yeah. fucking lay her out? Yeah. You know? Hmm. Look, again, you, you can you can go down into it and say that, okay, security should have been better trained uh, because then they have, they have to make accurate threat assessments and it's incredibly unlikely for a woman to commit acts of violence to do compared to a male. You know, um, 
that's a pretty fucking long bow to draw, to be mm. honest. But it's also not like he coat hanged her and then started ground no. and pounding her either. No, no, exactly. Did he, he teabag just... her afterwards? Oh, jeez, that would have been fucking great. He gave her the he, did, he gave her the Guthorino. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Fucking storming a teacup. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Your whinges will find anything to whinge about. Save it for the real fucking issues like the security you let a guy with a flare onto the field. Absolutely unaccosted for way too long. And, you know, the Marcelo Montoyas. Yes. Save your fucking, save your words for that. This week's games. We have a Thursday night one. First one up, Canberra Raiders taking on North Queensland Cowboys. Rematch of their game a couple of weeks ago. This time down in Canberra. The Raiders side... Um, what do we got here? Savage replaces Frawley on the bench. Um, Frawley drops the reserves, and uh, there is an injury, a back injury cloud at this stage over Timoko. So Jared yeah, Croker, tough. Jared Croker is there in the twenty-two, waiting to slot in. The Cowboys side. Hess returns at prop, pushes Cotter to the bench, and uh, Niami and Tanoa Brown are out of the squad. Uh, Lemuelu joins the bench, and that's about it. So this one's a rematch of a game that happened up in North Queensland a couple of weeks ago where the Cowboys fucking destroyed the Raiders um, in a game. Like, you know, the, the, the certainly the magnitude of their win was a surprise, if not the fact they won yeah. at yeah. all. I mean, in the time since, the Cowboys have remained to be pretty good at teams around their level. I still maintain that that game against the, the Warriors last week, they definitely let that slip just through some poor goal line defense and one-on-one tackles that need to be made sort of, you know, in that 10 meter zone. Um, and where they just sort of shepherded them, you know, the guy ushered the guys straight through for tries. Yep. Uh, the Raiders, they weren't as bad as 30 to 16 against the storm or 30 to 14, whatever it was last week. Mm. They were, they were, they were fairly good in that game. I thought, I mean, the storm were, 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 were the better, to, better side well and truly, but the Raiders were fairly competitive in that game. I expect so, I expect this to be a, a very competitive game, and uh, had not a replay of their their first meeting a few weeks ago. Um, probably tending towards the Raiders at the moment. Um, I think the Cowboys, as you say, Nate. I think they they will rue that game last week as as potentially at the end of the season as one that they really should have won um, and that could have an impact on their position on the ladder. I think the Raiders are probably um, be better for the performance against the Storm despite their loss, and I think they'll win. Yeah, I'm, I'm favouring the Raiders as well, but not you know, without a great deal of confidence. I mean, partially one of the things that's making me you know, lean towards the Raiders is just because the Cowboys are a team that they just don't travel well. Yeah, and uh, so it. and and, and it may, that may be the difference between two teams that are otherwise around the same sort of level. I think Canberra's ceiling's higher. That's Almost what it comes definitely. down to. I for agree me. with that. Yeah. And and against Melbourne, those those little slip ups you have, you pay for. Hmm. And if you don't pay for them right then and there, they just go into the bag of of weight of possession that Melbourne have to grind you down. Um, there's a much better chance they have against the Cowboys. So yeah, Canberra. Okay, the uh, first game on Good Friday at the earlier time of 4pm, the traditional one between the Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs. Rabbitohs side, 
uh, as we mentioned the other day, Latrell is out for eight weeks. So Tafi comes into fullback and uh, Selly joins the bench. The doggy side, not too many changes, despite the fact that, you know, fifth verse was the same as the first. Uh, Patolo returns to the bench. Um, Aversier Manifanaya pushes back to the reserves. And Corey Allen is listed in number 25 as he uh, starts to take the long road back from uh, his hamstring injury. I think he played, did he play in Reggie's? I think he may have played for them in Reggie's last week. So he's starting to make his push back. And so I guess with Corey Allen regaining fitness, it's uh, the clock is ticking on the career at fullback of one Matthew Dufty. Yeah, fuck. Kyle Flanagan uh, maintains his his position because, yeah, frankly, he, he show, probably showed the best, the best play they've had out of a seven this season so far. Yep. He should have been there since the start. Maybe things would have been a little bit different, certainly not in the results, but, you know, maybe some of those other games, you know, could have been you know, tightened up a little bit. Uh, so we'll see there. Um, look, even without Latrell, this one's there for the Rabbits to lose. Yeah, it is one of those really, games, though. Really it's one of those. can't see the Rabbitohs losing this game. Yeah, but the, the, also it's an occasion game as well. Yeah, but and they're not playing, I mean, you know, it's the, not dra- the Tigers. The, the, the Dragons lift against the Roosters when they have, you know, the, the Dragons lift against Souths for the Charity Shield. The Dragons lift against the Roosters for Anzac Day. The Rabbits, the, the Bulldogs will lift against the Rabbits for this game. Will they? Will that be enough? No, I don't think. Not, not even close. Mm. I don't think. No. I think it's a fairly comfortable win coming up to the Rabbits. Yeah, the Doggies hanging in there for probably, you know, the vast majority of the first half, perhaps. I think the Rabbitohs forwards will be be too strong and control the middle, um, which will give Cook space, and and when Cook has space, the, the Rabbitohs tend to put points on, and I don't think the Bulldogs have anywhere near enough points in them to go with the Rabbitohs. Correct. Another good game for the, to further the development of Ilias as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, okay, the uh, Friday night game, Penrith Panthers take on the Brisbane Broncos uh, in Penrith. No changes to the squad for the Panthers. And the Broncos side, Payne Haas suspended. So Jensen starts at prop. Kennedy joins the bench. This is one of the longer odd games this week. $9 the for longest. the Broncos at the moment. Yep. So I think, it is, I think it's the longest... Odds yeah. of the round, and for good reason. I don't think the Broncos have a fucking chance in hell. If it was in Brisbane, perhaps it might be one of those nuisance value games where the Broncos forwards kind of stand up and you know and and, and hold them for sixty minutes. They but, they do get up. They do get up for Penrith games. Yeah, um, they do. You well, mentioned you that it was, last year. Um, last year, and it was also. But remember, last year they all happened up here too. They did, thanks um, to the draw and COVID. Yeah, and in twenty twenty. When when yeah, Penrith had that amazing run in twenty twenty. Yep. And they played Brisbane up here. Now we I went to that game, so we mustn't have been in any sort of lockdown. And it was about the worst game that Penrith had played all year. Yeah. And they just scraped home. And it was a similar situation last year. So yeah. whether that's a case of you know, Penrith don't like being in scrappy games so much where they can't get their rhythm in. Yep. Um, but but I think that they're in a pretty good frame of mind at the moment. The only concern I've got is that they've been drifting 
in and out of games they know they should win a little bit. And any team can hurt you for that. It, it's probably, you know, definitely, definitely to their advantage that they don't have to worry about Haas and Reynolds. Um, but, yeah, Penrith 13+. plus. Yeah, I would agree. I don't, I don't think this one's going to be an issue for the Panthers at all, unlike those ones that you mentioned. Um, I think the Broncos, it feels like the Broncos are regressing, and that's and that's with Payne Haas and, and Adam Reynolds yeah, in the side. Yeah, that's yeah. It. If those guys are removed, then it's just, you're taking their two the two best by far players out, yep. and uh, replacing them with not a lot. I think this is yeah. a this is a, a game where Penrith will slaughter, fine tune some of their attack, and yeah, blow out some some any. If there's any cobwebs in there, they'll be fucking blown out after this game. Yeah. I can't see Brisbane <laughs> getting close. Yep. Okay, we move to Saturday, and the first game, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Gold Coast Titans at Brookie. Um, hoping to maintain their undefeated home record for the season. Morgan Harper is out with the Coviche, which means that the club is in that uh, beautiful position where we may see regime change in the in the back line. So Kohler is replacing him in the centres. Um, Christian Tuipolotu maintains his position on the wing with Garrick at fullback, but we may see the lineup that we were going to see last week where Kohler at fullback... Garrick on his wing, and then Christian perhaps moving across to take the uh, the the center spot from Harper. And this is the thing: Desi's very loyal to players, and he doesn't ch- chop and change um, all the time. And he, he's you know obviously through the loyalty thing. But if a player gets injured, and then another player comes in, and especially if they've got you know, a couple of games to to play in that position, and if they play amazingly well and own that position then that's when change happens. That's how Suli got forced out of the club when Harper started playing out of his skin when he first took over when Suli was injured last year. That's how um, Homoli got cemented his position when Curtis Sirenum was was injured and uh, you know and, and gave him his opportunity. And so uh, hopefully we get to see some of these exciting young guys that I think will be backline staples over the coming years um, you know, really get their chance. Uh, the Titans side, what have we got here? Still no Campbell Jr., so Osaka at fullback. Um, Brian Kelly returns in centre, so that pushes uh, Philip Sami to the wing and Corey Thompson to the reserves. Proctor is out at the 17 with Sam Lissone promoted to the bench. You shouldn't have any troubles with this one. For me, the Titans are uh, they're like they're an enigmatic side. You don't they they clearly have attacking skill, and they've put on uh, you know a, a lot of points, but. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them. I mean, you had that game where they were dominating Canberra at the half. Was it was Canberra, and then they and they came back on them. They had the game where they had the they were down by what 20, 22 to the to the Eels last week. Came back, made a game of it. They had that shootout with the Eels uh, earlier yep. in the season. Yeah, yep, yep. It's hard to it's hard to know what to expect. So I look at Manly with more predictable things. They've only let one try a game in over the last couple of weeks. Their defence has been pretty good since the second half of round two. That seems to be a constant. So I think if the Gold Coast Titans can get out to like a you know a three-try lead at halftime, there's a very good chance that Manly can run them down. If Manly got out to a three-try lead by halftime, I think they could defend it and not have one of these situations where the Titans just, you know, you know start coming back hard and making yeah, a game it. of it. Nah, so um, Manly. Yeah. Yeah, Manly 13+. plus. Hopefully, I mean, we've got a bit of a streak over Titans. Last year it was 36-0 and 
high 50s to mid 20s or something in that game at Seabus. Um, but yeah, hopefully they continue the trend. And uh, next up, the Saturday evening game, the Melbourne Storm take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks down there at the Korean Housewife. Are they playing every fucking game at home this year? It, it, feels, <laughs> it, it feels like every week these cunts are at home. Me and Manly, they've only played one game at fucking Brookie all season. This is their second one this week. But the fucking Storm, I feel like I say Korean Housewife Brookie every damn week. Brookie wouldn't hold up, did, mate. They've got a one game every two months. Game. Didn't you take a game to Mudging? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we so did. you've had two home games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, just don't fucking ruin my narrative. <laughs> Where are you playing this week? Hey, Brookie. <laughs> so at the end of six rounds, you'll have had three home games. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But what I'm saying is that Storm had six. This is their sixth great home game. <laughs> Look, I just, I, just want to, I just want to be super crystal clear and, and just say there, at no stage... Have facts ever played a fucking major role in the production of this podcast, <laughs> and and I resent you trying to start it now. <laughs> uh, the storm side, um, not no movement there except on the extended bench where Alec McDonald drops to uh, the reserves and um, and Tyron Wishart moves into the fifteen jersey. Uh, Sharky side, Tolman replaces Royce Hunt on the bench, and. Uh, after his late withdrawal last week, and uh, that's that's it. Actually, looking forward to this game. Informed teams. Be, be good to to see um, where the Sharkies are at, and um, yeah, Melbourne Melbourne playing good football. I think it'll be very competitive, and it'd be I think it'll be a high quality game. I expect Melbourne to win uh, in a tight one. Yeah, I think Melbourne will win. It'll be the first time that we've seen this Sharks group put up with a bit of pressure. Mm. Yeah, because you remember they had that great win over... They had a great win over Parramatta well, a couple of weeks ago. Well, what about last week, guys? What? They had, the, they had the great win over Parramatta a couple of weeks ago, but I also feel like that game was perhaps the catalyst for Parramatta to find their attack and yeah, start their it. start so, their run as well. I think that, that was when... The, that was the, the shaky Parramatta that had that shootout against the Titans in the first round and yeah. stuff. And, and in all of their wins so far for Cronulla, it's, it's been, you know, their, their defence has been serviceable, but it's been their attack and, and what they've done when they've had their opportunities and some individual brilliance that's gotten them home. Um, how they go for a full 80 minutes against a top-tier side like Melbourne, I'll be very interested to see. I think they've got it in them, um, but I'm not sure they're ready to put it all together this early in the season. Yeah, I can't go past a storm just because, you know, of what they've shown us already this season. That's I mean, they're, they're pretty much the finished article, certainly for this this early stages. Yeah. Um, Sharks have got, you know, they've got a lot of improving to do under more time with um, Skull or wherever their coach is. I think it's that ex-Dragons guy Skull, isn't it, from what I've seen in the box? Um <laughs> And the thing is, the thing that worries me about the about the you, you were talking about you know you were, you were complimenting the attack of the sharks, but I just I counter that with saying they only scored thirty points last week, and to me that's a worrying. <laughs> like, I mean, if there was if there was a fifty burger on offer under the current rule set, that was it, and they didn't and they didn't do it. They didn't even get close. Correct. So so I think they're one of they they're probably the uh, yeah after the dogs they're probably the second worst attacking side in the competition based on that evidence. Jesus Christ. Okay. I just can't fucking get anything out of him. <laughs> did you just did you just have one of those seizures where you just sort of just leave us for a minute? <laughs> no. It's all just a bit painful. <laughs> 
What do you reckon, Glennie? Who you, who's, who's got, who you got for this one, then? Look, my fucking screen has just fucked out, which is, which is not great. What does that mean? I literally lost all the details, and my computer has just frozen, and my screen's gone black. So, yet you're still on Skype successfully. Yeah, no, the like the fucking Microsoft Internet Explorer Edge or whatever it is is decided to capitulate in oh, front so of my so, very eyes. So it's not so much your computer; it's your web browser that's gone. Yeah. Oh, How does so. it feel, buddy? Oh, does, God, does Bill does, does Bill give you a call every day and and thank you for being the person that uses Microsoft <laughs> Edge? <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Uh, here we go. Just, sorry, which game are we talking about again? Storm and the Sharks. More importantly, are we still recording? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I checked that. Yeah, good. good. that was now, weird. Now, 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 that you can see, now you can see the names of the teams in front of you, even though we've just been talking about them for three or four minutes. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on which of those teams are going to win? I expect the Storm to win in a tight one. Okay, I did say cool. that earlier. Yeah, yeah, you did. I thought I was going to give you the chance to elaborate on reasons and things like that, but no, I just, I, just, I think the Sharks will get to a, a very high level. But similar to what Jay said, I think they're it's a little early in the season for them to be at their ceiling. Whereas the Storm, it's business as usual. And, and but I am looking forward to seeing just where the Sharks sit in comparison to to a side like the Storm. Right, much like Microsoft Edge, the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> are efficient and crisp and work when they need to. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> I don't actually know what happened. That's, Sponsor us, uh, Microsoft. Anyway, she's back now. It's all good. Great. Okay, so we move to Easter Sunday. The Roosters take on the Warriors at 2pm. The uh, Roosters side, Takayaho is back on the bench. Saluka Fafita drops out. And Drew Hutchinson out of the 17. Sam Verrills returns to hooker. And Connor Watson in 14. The Warriors side... Marcelo Montoya is out with the previously mentioned slur. Um, DWZ returns on the wing to replace him and Katoa, the, the shit Katoa, on the bench. And uh, Jack Murchie out of the squad. Actually, that's no, not shit Katoa. It's fucking Eliasa, not the, not the shit Sioni. So, my mistake. I apologize to you, sir. You're a very good Katoa. Well, not quite as, well, not quite as good as the Sharkies one. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, roosters, I, roosters by yeah, plenty in this look, game. The roosters, they still. I'm still not sold on the roosters. I'm sold more on the promise of the roosters and what we're seeing in terms of consistency and. But surely, what you've seen of the roosters is enough to beat the Warriors. Yeah, but like the Broncos, no, fucking had their way. Put a Warriors very... jersey on, cunt. Which one are you going to pick? Look, the, I ain't going to pick the Roosters, but I'm just saying it's not like I'm, I'm not as emphatic about it as you. I mean, obviously the ceiling for the Roosters is higher it's because you know nothing about rugby league. Nathan. The, the, the Roosters are resting on some laurels. The, roos, the Roosters are resting on the a Broncos. Fact fucking that... the Broncos handled them for like seventy minutes. Yeah. yeah, and the Broncos are most definitely regressing from where they started this season. The Roosters are living on on Robbo as a coach and what he's been able to achieve. They're living on Teddy at fullback, who's having more ups and downs this year than usual. I I don't think I've been super impressed with Tedesco this season so far. Um, and 
and handling errors and concentration have been plaguing them, and that's not a something you would typically say of the Roosters. Hmm. So fair. I think we're almost at the point where if they don't start putting some of these sides away and doing it fairly clinically, uh, then then we will have to reconsider their their top four. Oof. Um, you know, shoe ins. Big call. Well, Glennie, do you remember last year? It was Manly or a top four side, except for the handling, except for the handling, except for the handling. And, yeah, Nate said it a bunch of times. If only they can fix their handling, they're a top four side. Can they do it? Can they do it? Yeah, no, they couldn't do it. Mm. So the the Roosters are very close to finding themselves in that prediction. It's much like I like to say, Jay, that the Tigers are a top four side if they, knew if they, how, can to, win. If they knew how to play rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right, uh, we move. So after to... all that, you still you still tipping the Roosters, right? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not as emphatically as you, though. Yeah, fuck the Warriors. Yeah, the warrior, the Warriors, the Warriors are good at a certain level. Who are you got against and the, the Warriors? And if the Roosters play down to that level, like they did last week against the Broncos, then it, then it makes for a competitive game. But seriously, what what's what's your anti Warriors agenda? No, it's not really an anti Warriors agenda. And what are you talking about me saying anything about the Warriors when you go on a New Zealand anti New Zealand rant every week yeah, for that's the last the country, three weeks? Not the... I fucking love the Warriors. The sacrifice they gave to keep the game afloat during COVID. Oh, how great. It's a country he's got a problem with. I mean, yeah. it's obvious, man. <laughs> and it, nothing to do with the people in the country. Well, they're all in Australia. Yeah. Well, the Warriors are, yeah. <laughs> Based at Redcliffe. Yeah, good. Yeah. Why don't you go and fucking watch it? Sean Johnson fucking cleaning that coals out of their fucking sponge cakes. (laughs) (laughs) Down at at Peninsula Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, imagine whoever, yeah, probably call that sponge cake Sean. (laughs) Sean the sponge cake <laughs> Jot it down cunt Jot right, it down all right. I had, I had, I've, had, I've had like two or three options already But maybe I'll make that one Maybe that'll be the one Glennie calling out the episode titles Is is it the closest thing in the world To, to the Dairy to Queen give, The Dairy Queen them, video no, try, Somebody trying to give themselves a nickname yeah. <laughs> Wow Right. Easter Sunday afternoon, the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Newcastle Knights in Wollongong. Um, Josh Maguire and Tyrell Fuimano return from their long suspensions from last year. Um, Maguire on the bench along with George Burgess. Fuimano is a reserve. Forward drops to the reserves um, with Burgess being promoted. And Kerr starts at prop with Woods out of the 17. Oof. Oof. One of the first, the first. How does Josh McGuire get rushed back in the side? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's be, he was suspended for so long they forgot how shitty he was. <laughs> of all, of all of Griffin's fuckery, that's fucking, that's up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still maintaining. Oh, he's still, he's still uh, continuing with the Moses and Wyatt fullback, and uh, with you know Sloan out of the side. And uh, look, I don't know. The night side. Okay, so Clemmer returns at prop. Jacob Saifidi's benched. Um, Mumma C is out of the so- out of side injured. Dominic Young's out injured. So Edric Lee may return. He's named in Edric number two Lee. for Fuck a long-awaited yeah. return yep. uh, with a foot injury that I think he sustained in about 2016. Yeah, 
This is like this is a, actually an, an opportunity for the dragons. I think the Knights' really? season's been fucking ended. Their season was ended last week. They'd still be shattered. No, what was their first loss? I'm talking about the, for their first loss where they had a guy in a simbin. I'm talking the one where the one they had no excuses and they got beaten by fucking two two additional tries. Now they oh, got bro. murderous. They got murderous Frank Molo in the side. Give him a mission. So pick up, pick up, fucking Callum Ponga. Give him the business. Give him the jitters. Knock him out of the game. Legally, yep. you just scare, just scare him, and that's that's the end of the team. There's nothing else. Yeah. Even true. when you even when you do leave him alone and don't bash him, it's still a lottery whether he actually has a level of involvement that's going to spark something in attack. Yeah. So give him the business. Knock him out of the game. And then uh, run that train. I shouldn't say that about a side with Jack DeBellin in it, I suppose. Oh, jeez. That's very poor advice. It is. And, and I think counter to that, though, this is the sort of game where the, the Dragons have been guilty of being a bit lazy, especially around the middle third of the field this year. And I feel that Newcastle can take advantage of that. So it it's really is an opportunity for both teams, for the Dragons to actually get in and 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 show that they have some hope of putting together some cohesive football. Um, but for the Knights to say that they can get back to that style of football, that gritty, um, you know, uh, high uh, high intensity football they played through the first three rounds. Yeah, and to, and and you won't see the Dragons throwing you know, multiple different attacking players up through the centre just to exhaust the forwards and That's it. get them rolling backwards. Yeah. Um, like Andrew McCulloch, my God, we talked about it on Monday. Please. Please. <laughs> when he when he tried to when he tried to go himself from ten meters out, it may be the slowest officially timed ten metre sprint <laughs> in, in the history of mankind. Yep. Um he looked every he looked every minute of his age. Yeah, 100%. You know, so they don't have a lot there, but um, yeah. Look, I, I, I expect the, the Knights to win, but if the Dragons are serious, this should be a game that they look at as Dragon, an Dragons are actually $1.65 favourites in this game, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Why, why so, why so favourite? Why the favouritism? I, I don't like, know. Like if it was like a dollar... sports bet. I don't fucking if, understand. If it was like a dollar ninety to something, like yeah, fair enough. Like they they said, yeah, made it a bit of a, a toss up of a game, but like, so what's that make the Knights in like two thirty or something? Two twenty five, which is yeah, which is good value you. given I think that there is absolutely no chance that the Dragons win this game, and I think the Knights will actually handle them reasonably comfortably. I think their forwards are better. Uh, I think their halves are what better. What have the Knights shown you over the last two to three weeks, though, to make you think that they're going to handle them easily? Well, I'm not saying they're without. I'm not saying they're not going to win, but like I don't know about easily though. Yeah, I think uh, I think fuck the dragons, and I think the Knights uh, will. Uh, now it comes the, out. I, I, do, I just don't rate the dragons. <laughs> I don't rate their fans. I don't rate their coach, and I don't rate their players. Um, and the fact that they don't have Sloan in the side shows that they have no desire to actually compete or win football games and I think the Knights will win yeah I think they'll control they'll be too strong in the middle to start with um, and then that'll again it'll create space I think Clifford's kicking game will be important and I, I this is the type of game where 
Ponga will have a few highlight reel moments and that'll give him some more good grace in the media for another month or so. <clears throat> All right. Easter Monday, final game of the round. Oh, The Eels take good. on the West Tigers. And uh, this one's taking place at 4pm on Easter Monday, so set your alarms for this one, guys. It's going to be an absolute fucking blockbuster. The Parramatta Eels have lost Wunga Blake through knee injury, so that brings uh, Murata Nukore into the centres. Uh, Penasini moves to the wing. Junior Polo suspended, so he's replaced by Oregon Kafusi. And uh, Sean Lane is named in the second row, with uh, Matto dropping to the bench and Bryce Cartwright to the reserves. And I see that Zach Sini in 24 for the Eels. I didn't know he was there. I thought he was somewhere else. I knew he wasn't at the Tigers anymore, but yeah, wow. maybe maybe he's been primed for a revenge game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the West Tigers with side. With number 24 bulk. on his back, he may as well run onto the field with a flare. <laughs> <laughs> now we, uh, yeah, I mean, he's really got nothing to offer the game of rugby league now that Pappy's fully committed to his mullet. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got nothing left. Exactly. Um, wholesale changes in Tiger Town. Uh, Dane Laurie returns from the COVID protocols into fullback. Stafford Tyre goes to the wing. Peachy, Little, Gildart, and Malmalo dropped um, while still on the extended bench, though. Simpkins starts at hooker. Jock Madden drops to 14. And uh, while he's not a Corey Peterson on the wing selection, Luke Garner still in the centres. Yeah, it's so showing ridiculous. that Tim Sheen's influence already. Yeah, it's it's slowly seeping in. Slowly so seeping the other in. the other big one, of course, is the huge. Well, in, you know, if you if you believe what you read in the papers, Jackson Hastings in the seven, they've changed the number on the back of Luke Brooks's jersey to fully unleash him. <laughs> Furthermore, that, Luke that Brooks not, has come out. You make a good journalist. Did you actually that, read that, that in an article saying something to that effect? Or yes. those exact words? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um and and furthermore, Luke Brooks has come out in the media and said something to the effect of uh he doesn't listen to or give a fuck about the opinions of armchair critics. To which I'll say that's a valid that's a valid point of view, Luke Brooks. But I will say that whilst I am an armchair critic I have played the same amount of finals games in the NRL as you have, lad. So, Oof. The so reverse is, how many so games is, you played. So is fucking... <laughs> so, and, how and few I've, games have you played? And I've done it And I've done it with less fucking games under my belt. <laughs> and so is fucking Glenny. <laughs> so Look, fucking shut it, you hobbit. I just... I, I've never really Rationalise this one for me, Glenny. How's it going to happen? Well, I tell you what, it, the the scoring is going to start very early on. Uh, I suspect within the first minute, um, and I think that there'll be a lot of tries. Um, the fact that the Tigers are nine dollar outsiders. Is oh, they've got up to nine dollars now. They're, they're eight fifty when I looked this afternoon. So I expected to look heavy money coming in for the yields. <laughs> <laughs> Someone must know something. There must be some leaks. What's I expected the yields to be. Um, you know, put a dollar on and get ninety cents back when they win. Ah, yeah. uh, fuck me! How do the how do the Tigers win this one, mate? They they don't. If uh, if they, I'll tell you how they win. If they go down forfeit, 
No. That's boring. They go down with a series of, uh, a, you know, a collection of machetes and other makeshift weapons into the Parramatta dressing room and uh, bludgeon all 17 Parramatta players to death. Um, I still don't rate the Tigers to actually make their way to the field, but if they did, I think um, they may, may just score enough points to win the game if Parramatta did not compete in this match. It's the only way I see the Tigers winning. The, the hashtag defeated season will roll on again, and this is possibly, given it's fucking Mitchell Moses, who is always up to play the Tigers. And he's, so. he's in outstanding form as well, which is quite frustrating. I This is going to be a... Um, I'd love... You know, in years gone by, I'd be calling that this would be the biggest the biggest resurrection on Easter Monday in history. But can't see it fucking happening. I'm so fucking despondent and so dejected and disgusted with what the Tigers have dished up over the first five weeks of the competition that Yeah. No um, no way on earth. There is no way they win this game. And this and, and, and this makes it this is like the worst start to a season they've ever had already, isn't it? That last yeah. week's loss consigned to that stat, yeah, wasn't sure. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is. It, look, I, I, I do, I do think it was a necessary step to put Hastings at seven and and give him, you know, in the media they said that he's he's literally been told, okay, you're running the team now. I don't know if that's actually happened, but if it had, I think that's actually probably a smart move. Um, but the way that teams play with like a, a half on either side of the field, like the numbers don't but, but really matter. That's the only time, and people like, oh, Luke Brooks was Daly M half of the year. Well, yeah, but he also he had a super coach at the time, <laughs> and also that that also and also that award is is widely considered to be mind blowingly bullshit. <laughs> and shut your mouth, shut your mouth! How dare you besmirch the integrity? Of the, I'm, I'm bes- the only I'm player to win it baby. since Luke Brooks. <laughs> wow, um, yeah, he's. He's never going to be the guy that everyone can look to to guide them and steer the steer the team around. And he's he's just not. No. So he may as well make it very obvious that he's not instead of pretending. And they put the six on him so they can unleash his running game. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be cute. <laughs> um, like like when like when Thomas Burgess. Unleashed his running game at the end of that game last year. We got to those little legs. Do you, do you reckon this is actually a thing, or did Luke Brooks just go see Sonic Two during the week? Yeah. And now he's just, I want to run. Oh, I want to run, match. Yeah, no. no. Parramatta by a million. Give me a legitimate prediction of the scoreline, Jay. They could put sixty on. Can we get a 50, though? I mean, under the new rule set, more no, stoppages. 60. Like 60. 60. 60. 10 tries. 10 tries, all converted, because Mitchell Moses is fairly accurate off the boot. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. Tiger's going to score anything? Uh, not for junk, junk time, surely. Yeah. Not for junk time. 60 points to 12, Noffa's going to get two. Wow. All junk time. It'll be, 60, it'll be like 48 nil. And then, then it'll be twelve all for the last, you know, ten minutes of the game or fifteen minutes of the game, and 
the Tigers will take that. Yeah. You will too, Glennie. You'll take that and you'll be like, finish the game really strongly. <laughs> what am I getting? We won the last 10 am minutes. Am I bringing the toxic positivity into the uh, press conference, am I? Yeah, yeah. We competed with them for 10 minutes. It was 12 all and I was really proud of the boys' effort. And, you know, this is what we've been working on. It's good to see, you know, things starting to turn. You could, I really got the sense that, you know, the boys with the effort they've been putting in at training, fair enough, hasn't been showing on the field, but those boys have been working so hard. They've been... Jesus you know, Christ. You know... I just really, I'm just so I proud. I'm just so proud of the boys that they you know, they've worked so hard and they were able to compete for that 10 minute period when the game was well and truly over. Good, we've just done half of next week's episode too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the only positive I can say out of this for the West Tigers is that at least Madge has like he's dropped four guys, mm. which has got to be the most significant roster change that he's made in his entire tenure at the club, right? There was a time last year where he wielded the axe for a couple of weeks, but it was only like change of fucking like James. Ro- it was only like James Roberts, though, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. I mean, it was only like one guy, I think. Yeah, and so like dropping four guys. Although I don't know if you want to have a yeah a center pairing of James Roberts, who's looked, Roberts, who's looked disinterested at best for the last five years, and uh, Luke Garner, who we've previously established is not a center. No, um, you you would say. Luke Garner, given that he's played his entire career as a back rower, mm. is a back rower. Um, it's a revolutionary yep. idea. Um, but, you know, put four on his back, Look, why not? It's 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 the combination. It's a it's the it's when the two when the two amazing elemental forces of, of Sheenius and Madgeball combine. Just like Sheenius made you believe that Corey Patterson could play on the wing. No. Luke Garner no, will make you believe that a back rower can be a centre. <laughs> I'm Glenn Blakely. <laughs> oh, that's it. That is it. Episode 454 in the can. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to get the links to all our social communities, Patreon and more. Uh, if you want to support the show, become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Come and join the fun. Additional episodes. Uh, merchandise, gifts, and more at higher levels. And uh, speaking of merch, I asked in the last episode, just to in in the in the mailbag, to um, signal 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 your intentions. Would you prefer like a you know we're thinking like a hat polo that sort of thing? And while there were some early votes for hat, polo was the resounding winner. So I guess that the membership is going to contain a polo shirt. I've already got it ready to roll. So I'll uh, put them up for uh, sale, the memberships, over the next couple of days and uh, get in quick. And there will be a finite amount because one of the items that I've got there in the in the memberships, there's a certain amount produced. There'll be no more. And so once that happens, once that number's hit, that is the end of that. And uh, we might do the hat down the line, but um, we'll see how we go with that. And a special shout-out to, uh, to Cruzy who, when I asked polo or hat, let me know which one, he uh, came into the, the into the uh, mailbag and said, um, polo polo or hat. So thank you for incrementing both <laughs> options by one and changing the balance, not one fucking iota. <laughs> if you have ever wondered if you matter, you don't. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, and eat our fucking baby duck. 
<laughs> All right, fellas, do you want to do you want to uh, raise anything else before we pull the pin no, on this that's one? That's us. All right, we're outie. See you next week. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.